Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Cake Maternity. Cake Maternity is a designer of comfortable, functional, and beautiful maternity and nursing bras. And today's episode is also brought to you by Similary Breast Pumps. From ultra tiny pumps as small as a sticky note to fully adjustable pumps with 85 setting combinations, you're in control of your pumping journey. Uh, we will hear more uh, from our sponsors a little later, but you can always head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our sponsor page. If you ever need anything, check there and see if you can give them any of your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, you can scroll down and enter your email address at the bottom, and we will send episodes straight to your inbox every week. Uh, we also have a merchandise store, merch and dice store, <laughs> where <laughs> uh, with lots of um, fun shirts and water bottles and stickers and things that you can purchase. Um, we have our two-star review, somewhat informational, somewhat horribly offensive uh, shirt. Best ever. It's the best. And a couple of other snarky sayings that you might enjoy. So head to the website and check out all the things that are there, as well as all of our 370-something episodes. Um, listen to them all. Just kidding. I know some people do, though. So Yeah, some people do. My, we had this... Um, Tom and I were talking the other day about like what would happen if we reverse roles and I did his job and he did my job and how we <laughs> yeah. thought we would do. And he goes, I think I would do okay considering that I've listened to 370 something episodes of the Badass Breastfeeding yeah. Podcast. <laughs> There's probably not a man in the world who knows more about breastfeeding. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. I had to listen to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> He's like really ready to like support, you know, you with a new baby. Yes. Which is not a, yeah, it's not applicable. No. Um, Absolutely not. No. Uh, we're also on Patreon and we would love to see you there and get to know you there as we are doing with um, all of our patrons. We have our extra episodes and our mini podcasts, and you get to hear a lot more. If you've listened to all 374 episodes, you can go in there and listen to more of Diane and Abby talking about breastfeeding and parenting. If you uh, click the top link in the uh, show notes, wherever you're listening from, you'll find a link over to our tiers. We have three different tiers, and you can pick which of the benefits that, that you think you would enjoy the most. And uh, Sign up and we would love to, you know, get to know you and be a part of the community there. Uh, and we are still hosting our ongoing giveaway. People keep wondering if this is going on. I think they listen to old episodes and they're like, is this still going on? Yeah. If they're listening to an old episode, I can't help them and tell them that it's still happening. But I can tell now. Tell all your friends it's still happening. So you can leave a review anywhere like stars or words or wherever, and just take a screenshot, email that to uh, badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll send you a goodie bag of podcast stickers and thank you for nursing in public cards that you can spread around to all the badasses that you, you know, see in the 
out in the wild. I yeah. left a bunch of cards at the library yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, I'll just put some here just in case somebody's... We have those little free book things in our libra- in our neighborhood too where... It- Do you have those? It's like a- yeah. people build like a box and put books in it. Yeah. I put cards in there sometimes. Oh my God, I love it. They're always gone. So there's badasses around all around me. Um, And yeah, so send us your review and we'll send you a goodie bag. And uh, Diane has our review of the week. I do. I am a mother of a 20-month-old, and I'm so glad that a friend introduced me to your podcast early in my parenting journey. I am the first of my living family to breastfeed, and the early postpartum days were rough. The lack of lactation support once we were home from the hospital was astounding. We had a very nice lactation consultant at our pediatrics at our pediatrician's office, but got very little concrete advice regarding some issues we were having. I recommend this podcast and your guidance to all of my friends. Thank you for all that you do. Those early days are rough. They can be really rough. And if you don't feel supported, then that is just makes it so much worse. And I'm trying, I'm thinking of something that you put in because I was looking at our Patreon page the other day and I was responding to some of the things and you had put in something about what people need is just to be supported, Mm -hmm. you know, in their journey. And that is something that I put in there. Yes, you would put something about support because somebody was saying how they weren't being supported by their daycare provider. Oh. And um, it's like, why don't people realize that all they need to do is just support your choices and support your what you're doing? It's not that and hard. It's, it's not. I feel like it's, it's so much easier hard. to support somebody than to like push back, I guess. I know. Them. Like it's easier for all of us if you just shut up. I know Ooh, it. I want that to be a t-shirt. <laughs> It'd be easier for all of us if you just shut up. It's true, though. Like, if somebody, yeah. you know, I mean, just support people. Just be supportive. And, it's just, I mean, I'm glad that this person that, you know, left the review for us. Thank you so much for doing that, by the way. But, you know, I'm glad you had somebody in your pediatrician's office that was nice and that was probably pretty supportive. But if they're not giving you the advice that you need, that can be, you know, that can feel really tricky, too. That you're going to somebody to help fix your problem and they're not able to help you do that. That can feel really frustrating. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So thank you so much for, for leaving that review. And I'm so glad you're listening. 20 months in. Fantastic. Yeah. That's uh, that's quite a feat. Yeah. Cause those early, like she put in there, one of the reasons why I read this, for this episode was because she said, you know, in the beginning it was really rough. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today about in the beginning when it's hard or when you don't like it or later when it's hard. Yeah. And you don't like it. It's constant, right? No matter what the is, sometimes you're not going to like it, whether it's the newborn days. And I, people, a lot of people talk about loving having a newborn. I did not enjoy oh, having neither. a newborn. I no. felt like it was way too anxiety provoking for me. I just thought that he was going to die all the time. That it was, of course, it, a lot of that has to do with like anxiety, you know, postpartum anxiety and all of that, which also makes it un- not enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, you're, you're it, it just the, yeah, the, the fragility of the newborn, I didn't like. Once they got a little bit like, a little sturdier, 
you know, where I felt like he could like topple over and he'd still be okay. Yeah. Okay. That was fine. You know, then it got a little bit better, but, but then even when I felt a little less anxious, there were still times that I just hated it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember I-, I was not a fan of the newborn phase either. I really wasn't. I struggled a lot. And I remember sitting down to breastfeed my first son. I can't remember how old he probably, I don't know. We're probably a month in or something. And I remember being like, oh, how long do I got to do this for? Yeah. You know, Cause I just like did not like it at all. I was not a fan, but I was also too stubborn to give in and just stop because I really, and that's, I mean, I really didn't like it that much that I just wanted to stop. But I knew that if I did that, that I would regret that probably another month down the road, I'd be like, I could have still kept going. And now, you know, so I just kept going and yeah, I got and to I enjoy it that, more as I went yeah. along, but I hated it in the beginning. I hated it. Yeah. I think that that is so much of the experience, right? Because you choose to, to to breastfeed, even though you don't really know what you're getting into. And then usually when you get into it, it's so much more than you thought you were getting into. Mm-hmm. But you want to because of some, you know, for some reason. So I know some people don't want to, but I do think on some level we have like this maternal drive to do it. You know, I don't know, yeah. for for many people. You just, you, you know, if somebody said, like, why do you want to do this so bad? Like, you, maybe you wouldn't even be able to come up with an answer. You're like, I don't know. I just want to make this work. I mean, at least it was for me. Like, it was not working in the beginning. It was not working. And I was supplementing with formula, and I really just wanted it to work. And I, I don't know why. I don't know why I just wanted that so badly. Um, but so you're pushing through this. You're really wanting to. And then... And then there's times where you just absolutely hate it when a person from the outside, and this is what all people from the outside say, right? They say, say it with me, just wean. Just wean. Well, you can just wean. And you're like, just stop. Yeah, Yeah, just stop stop. then. You can just stop. If you don't like it, just stop. And like, that is just not what you want. You're like, you don't like it, but you don't want to stop. And uh, people think you're crazy. <sighs> Even though there's a lot of things that we don't like. Like people don't like their jobs and they don't just quit their job unless they're like rich. Like independently wealthy. Then you can just see but, but you know, you can't. You can't just quit. Nobody says that to you either. They're not like, oh, you know, I had a bad day at work. And they're like, oh, well, you should just quit. Yeah, just leave your job. Like, everyone knows that that's not an easy answer. And just wean, by the way, isn't easy either. You don't just wean like that's that's a whole process. I think people think it's just like you just snap of the fingers. You just don't put your boob in their mouth anymore. And then it's all hunky dory from there. And it's all done. You're all done. Yeah. When that's we we know from the inside that that's not at all how it works. No. So, yeah. And then you have I mean, my experience, my big experience, and I think of there were some comments that we got recently in Patreon when we were talking about these things. And I'm going to very loosely describe the situation because, you know, obviously I don't want to tell people's business, but, um, you know, there's someone was talking about how ha- tandem nursing and there's a tandem nursing, a toddler and a baby. 
And um, sometimes we think, yes, we want a tandem nurse. Or sometimes we think, oh, being pregnant, that might be the perfect time to wean. <laughs> if we're, yeah. if that's what we want to do, you know, the baby might nurse less. It might just happen, might happen. Um, but then it didn't for her. And um, now she's like working on the on boundaries and she's trying to, you know, set limits for the older, for the toddler. And, you know, a year into it and he's still upset about the boundaries. And it's just, you know, she's stressed out. Mm -hmm. um, and then the night nursing, a lot of times toddlers are still are still waking at night and people are so frustrated by it. And even though hopefully listening to this podcast for a long time, you know that it's perfectly normal for a toddler to wake at night, but that doesn't make it any less annoying. And it's like, ugh, I just don't want to be doing this. Maybe we mean breastfeeding. Maybe we mean parenting. Like, mm -hmm. I just, I'm not feeling this. This is not what I wanted it to be like. This is not what I thought it was going to be like. And I feel like those thoughts are like always more at night. You know, you get yeah. to your nighttime, like fight or flight brain where it's like, you know, wired to like your, our ancestors who are walking the same, I don't know, you know, land as saber tooth tigers or, or whatever, <laughs> you know, yeah. some predator. And so you, you know, at night, you know, we're just, we're just more kind of prone to anxiety at night. And then you have these thoughts, just like, I don't want to be doing this. This is not, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. And then I, there was another, another message from somebody in Patreon who was talking about, um, uh, like at nursing was fine, like throughout the day and through other times, but then at night, at night, the night, the night waking every single night and every single time the toddler's waking at night, you're like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just like, tomorrow's the last day. I'm not doing this anymore. And then you wake up and then you have your daytime mind. And then you're like, well, okay. I'm, I can get I through it. Yeah. I don't really want to wait, you know. And then it's like, repeat. <laughs> repeat every single night. Oh, so hard, right? Yeah. And Especially it, it, if you've had a bad day too, and then add a bad yeah. day on top of it. Right. Yeah. Oh. Or they're sick and they're, you know, like things that are just things that are just so difficult 24 7 on a level that like if you don't have children, you just don't know. Yeah. You literally you just don't know. And it's, it's that, it's that for me, it's that whole, like, because if you really don't like breastfeeding and you're just like, you know, deep inside that you just don't want to do this. Um, and you really do want to wean and we have episodes on weaning at whatever age it is, you know, whether it's very young babies, older babies, toddlers, um, that's one thing. Cause you just know, but I think for a lot of people, you don't want to wean, but you also don't always like it. Mm -hmm. And that's. That's the whole struggle. And, and and then it goes on for years. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, I've been doing this for years. It's just like normal. Ugh. 
It's uh, like, I don't even have, I don't even know if I have more to say other than just, ugh, because it's such a hard situation. That's okay. Too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it really, it's a hard situation. You want to, and then you feel guilty because you don't love it. Well, here, and here's the guilt, right? Because that's part of the reason that we don't wean. You feel guilty. Yeah, exactly. You know, you feel like you don't really want to wean, and that's probably, you know, part of it. You just don't want to. You really want to breastfeed. You really want to make it work. Um, and then you also feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And guilty. Guilty. Guilt is that friend that will be with you forever. <laughs> they will As not parent, leave you hanging, you know? boy. Yeah. <sighs> guilt will not leave you hanging. They're always there. Yeah. Well, why, I have a lot more to say. So why don't we take okay. a break and um, we'll come back after these words, after these messages. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Cake Maternity. Cake Maternity is a designer of comfortable, functional, and beautiful maternity and nursing bras. As mothers themselves, they understand that no two breastfeeding journeys are alike. They've spent over 15 years developing their range of styles, which include hands-free pumping bras, supportive nursing sports bras, and lace plunge nursing bras, skin-to-skin birthing bras, comfy sleep bras, and everything in between. They truly do have a huge range of, of bras, and they're so beautiful. They are. I was like just looking on the website the other day. I was like, I want all of these. I don't even know. I know. I was looking at their stuff, too. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, they also understand the changes our bodies go through during pregnancy and breastfeeding, which is why they cater 28 to 44 band sizes and A through L cup sizes. So regardless of your size, style, or whether you're breastfeeding, pumping, or both, Cake Maternity have done the hard work so you can focus on what's important, nourishing your baby. You could shop their entire range of maternity and nursing bras, clothing, and accessories. Yes, they do have all kinds of stuff, too. They have, like, pajamas and everything. Just go. Cake Maternity, like birthday cake. C-A-K-E Maternity. CakeMaternity.com. Use code BADASS15, and you'll get 15% off of your purchase. And today's episode is also brought to you by Simulry Breast Pumps. Simulry Breast Pumps wants you to have control of your pumping journey. With a continuous focus on research and development and a team comprised of CLCs, Simulry Breast Pumps strives to offer pumps for every lifestyle. From ultra-tiny pumps as small, as small as a sticky note and fully adjustable pumps with 85 setting combinations, you're in control of your pumping journey. With resources like virtual breast shield sizing consults in English and Spanish and an exclusive Get the Right Fit program that offers a third set of breast shields for free, Simulry gives you vital tools for a successful journey. A safe choice for everyone, all Simulry breast pump parts and storage bags are phthalate and BPA free. Better yet, Simulry breast pumps can be personalized with a fun pump skin decal. I love how pumps are becoming just like an accessory to decorate, like our phones and things like that. Like I know. We so can just dis- express ourselves. Um, even when we're pumping, it's so cool. Um, see their full pump family at Simulry Breast Pumps. So that is C-I-M-I-L-R-E Breast Pumps dot com. And use code BADASS for 15% off of your order. 
And today's sponsors and all of their promo codes can be found in the show notes under this episode, wherever you're listening from, and also over at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. At badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you'll find all of our other episodes and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. And so, not liking breastfeeding. I feel like social media is a big part of this too. Social media is a big part of ruining our lives in all kinds of ways, but also because so many, I mean, extremely talented like photographers and, you know, influencers and these people will are posting their beautiful photos of them breastfeeding in a meadow with their long (laughs) flowy dress on. (laughs) And like when you're like covered in poop, your baby's diaper exploded and, and you're breastfeeding at night and you're like just sitting there feeling like crap. That's just like, ugh. I feel like it just makes you feel like even worse mm-hmm. to see that when that is like, there's so much prep that goes into those photos. And it's so like, there's this, there's this photo of me. I should find it somewhere. It's somewhere. It was by Yvette Ivans. And she is amazing. She took all of those photos of us like in the street in downtown Chicago. And she, I went to her neighborhood in this, um, kind of out in the suburbs of Chicago. And I was, we were in the, we were going to take a tandem nursing show photo shoot of me and my boys. And we were in the woods and it was, it was one of those days where it was just like a hundred degrees. It was terrible. Like I'm pretty sure she had to Photoshop like my red cheeks out of the photo because we were just like burning up and it was a mosquito infestation. Oh God. And there were just mosquitoes everywhere. We're all dripping with sweat. And like, it's the most beautiful photo and it represents absolutely nothing. (laughs) Like it represents nothing except for like how you feel when you see it, which when I see it, I'm like, oh, wow, that's such a pretty photo. But like, I was there. That that was not, doesn't even represent the moment. Wow. So anyway. There's that's a, a really powerful thing to say. You know what I mean? Like that's really powerful because we do look at things on on social media and we're like, "Oh my gosh, look at how amazing that is or look at that beautiful picture or look at this." And it's like you don't you don't think about what is going on in the background. Yeah. And that is really powerful probably, to hear you say like it was 100 degrees, we were sweating, we were covered in mosquitoes and it's a beautiful picture. Yeah. Oh my God. It's an amazing picture. I'll, I'll find it and I'll put it in the show notes under here. Oh, I don't know if we can put it in the show notes. You have to go over to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com under the, under this episode. Um, and I can put it there. I don't, it won't go on the apps and stuff, but if you go over there and look in the show notes, you'll see it. I'll put it there. It looks like we're just having the time of our lives and it was terrible. And there's another photo shoot. I can put there. There, the the photos and the photographers are so talented. They look, mm-hmm. you know, they look amazing. And there's another one where I have this like leather tank top on, and it's unzipped under my boobs, and I'm nursing, holding Jack, and nursing him. And I'm in the middle of the street again. I don't know. It's, photographers love putting me in the middle of the street. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping I get hit by a car. Um, but that was another 100 degree day, and you can see my jeans. 
Like if you if you didn't know if you didn't know you wouldn't even look. But they they're all like um, they're kind of like wrinkled all the way from my my thighs down, and that's because they were stuck. Oh my god! They were stuck to my body, and they wouldn't like just like hang normally. Ugh! And it you know again, badass photo representing nothing. Oh my Except God. for that we can take cool photos, which is awesome. You know, it's awesome to have cool photos of yourself and you put it in your house and remember like that you are like a badass and all that. Um, but also just remember that that's not doesn't represent people's lives. And no. then on top of it, you have like if you're experiencing postpartum anxiety and depression, you're probably not going to like a lot of things. You know, and breastfeeding mm-hmm. is just one of those things and it's not necessarily like we say a lot not necessarily a feeding problem right you know so is there something else going on that's really contributing to this and then you have things like nursing aversion yeah or, i was gonna bring that up yeah yeah or like demur d yep. how do you say that really i know D-M-E-R. it's just, yeah, D-M-E-R. D-M-E-R. dysphoric um, milk ejection reflex yeah yes, which I had is that. like intense feelings of well you you had it yeah Ugh. Yeah. So that's the I mean, feelings, intense ugh. feelings of like anxiety and depression upon letdown. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't there before and it goes away. But you're it's just like, oh, here's just like an intense bout of depression to, you know, stick in the middle of your afternoon <laughs> for a moment. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Just one more thing to deal with. Yeah. Just like one more thing that's going to make all of this so much harder. Mm hmm. Um, and then maybe you're experiencing some kind of life transition, like maybe you're going back to work, maybe you're separating from your partner, maybe you're moving, maybe you're, you know, you're going through some sort of transition that, you know, we always talk about, it's fun to talk about how, like, how awesome breastfeeding is. Breastfeeding is, you know, if your baby is hungry, feed them. If they're upset, feed them. If they're if they fall down, feed them. If they, you know, if you're in a stressful situation, feed them. And like breastfeeding really does get you through a lot of things. But it also is a thing that you're doing through all of these really rough times. Mm-hmm. We don't, you know, it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, great. I'm glad the baby fell down and I can nurse them. But like, I really don't feel like nursing. It's not always like the, you know, the fact that breastfeeding fixes everything is not always like fun for the person who has to do the breastfeeding for everything. (laughs) It's a really good point. You know, and you have like these, these, you know, there's all of these jokes and these memes about like partner has the baby, baby starts crying. It's like, Oh wait, you know, baby needs boob. Where are you? Yeah. I don't have the boobs. So people think it's so fun. So cute. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't have boobs here. You got to take the baby back. Maybe you don't want the baby back. I don't. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's the other thing was here's this guilt. You feel guilty because you don't want to hold your baby. You don't want to feed the baby for the 80th time today. But like we all feel it. It's just that like it's 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 like it's like that. You know, when people have people talk about when they have a baby, the baby first comes out and they expect to feel this like deep connection and, and they don't. You know, they're just like, I don't know. I don't really feel like an intense feeling towards this baby. And you just feel like terrible. And it usually come, you know, sometimes it just takes time. Mm -hmm. 
But that's quite a punch in the face when you're you go through pregnancy and birth, and then a baby comes out, and you're like, okay. And I've seen that more with like second time parents because you're mm. so you feel so connected to your first baby, and you spend all this time with your first baby, and you you know doing all this stuff with your first baby, and then you say, oh, let's have another baby. And you have another one and you're like, oh, you know, you just don't feel, sometimes you just don't feel that connection right away because yeah. how can you love two beings so much? Mm-hmm. And it should be, but you can and it comes, but sometimes it's just not as in your face as you think it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think this is another thing that like the media really gets you with. Because you see things in movies and TV shows where people are just like ecstatic, you know, after they give birth and it's the most amazing thing that's ever happened to them. And they have this instant love at first sight. And it's like, I don't, I don't know whose reality that represents. I don't know. Because I was not, I mean, like, I don't know. It's not exact. It's not the most glamorous time in your life after you have been carrying a baby inside of you for nine months and then you give birth. It's like. It's not really a moment that's open for ecstasy for a lot of people. I know. I did not feel like that. It sounds like I did not like my children. And I do. (laughs) But see, that's the thing. We all know that you love your children. Right. But we're just finally somebody, you know, like whatever. It's just. But it did take a a minute for sure for me to like really process everything. And, totally. and I remember thinking too, like, uh, the, and I've told people, you know, I did not like breastfeeding in the beginning. And the further I got from the birth of the baby, the better it got. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I really needed to get past that. Yeah. And because order. we're having traumatic births left and right. Mm-hmm. That's it. I needed to <laughs> heal. Yeah. Like it just. Yeah. Because it's too, everything's too connected. Yeah. Well, and, and, and this is actually um, something that I, we've had, we've had a few um, episode requests for what I'm going to bring up now. People who had a terrible time breastfeeding with their first and managing the kind of guilt and fear of that with having a second child. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that a lot of time, yeah, with second parents, if things went, you know, cause this is a message we get a lot, right? Like I, it didn't work out with my first or this is what happened with my first. Yeah. And now I'm having a second baby and I really want it to work, but it didn't work the first time. So, you know, what do I do or how can I, you know, what do I do? Um, and, because this is not, it's not a small thing. Like it really is surrounded with so much trauma that when you, it's triggered, you know, you get, have another baby and like a lot of that's, a lot of those feelings are, are brought up again. And you're like, how is this? It didn't work the first time. How am I going to be able to make it work the second time? Mm-hmm. And you might even just be dreading. Like you really want a second child, but you're just dreading the, trying to make the breastfeeding work if it didn't work the first time. 
Yeah. It's a lot. Dread is not a fun feeling. No. <laughs> I always say to people too, like when they're, when I, they come to see me and it's their second baby and they, you know, really struggled a lot with their first. I'm always like, thank you for trying again. Because yeah. that could be, I don't know that I would. If I really struggled yeah. the first time and, and it didn't work out and then I had another baby, I don't know that I would want to go through all that again. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I and I remember a lot of my pregnancy with Exley, who's my second, was was just dealing with the fear of having another birth. And I've mm-hmm. said this a million times, I had a home birth and people were like, "Aren't you scared to have a home birth?" And I'm like, "I was scared to death to go back to a hospital." Yeah. Because it's usually it was, why people have home birth. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's usually why it's because they've been scared out of the hospital system. Yeah. Um but it was, I had a doula from very early on in pregnancy and she was like a therapist. Like we, she was like, we're, we're like, you have, you have a lot of trauma around that first birth and we're going to have to, let's work through it along these months so that you don't have to, you know, be so afraid when the time comes. And it was, it was great. It was, you know, it was very helpful and I was able to go into that birth feeling much more supported and safe safe Mm -hmm. that's the big thing and um so then the breastfeeding and i also knew where to get help with breastfeeding because if you don't know where to get help that's also a thing you're just kind of sitting there by yourself and that's how it was with jack i was like googling i was just googling constantly like why can't i breastfeed my baby Those were some dark days, man. Yeah. And it went on. Jack breastfed for six and a half years. And I dreaded. There were moments that I dreaded every single day of those six and a half years. Yeah. It's like you get, you work so hard to get it going. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you don't like it. Yeah. And then you feel bad that you don't like it. Oh, it's so many. There's so many emotions. So many emotions. Yeah. And then Abby and Diane are like, well, maybe you need some boundaries. And then you try to set some boundaries. And then your child is just like super upset about that. And it turns out that's not really that easy either. It's not. No. And, you know, yeah. It's all around just a mind fuck. Oh, God. So there's not a whole lot of answers that I have for you. I will say one of the things that was very helpful for me was finding other breastfeeding friends. Um, And if you live in a big city like I do, that's a little bit easier. There's usually cities have like, you know, breastfeeding groups, you know, like Chicago Mm -hmm. breastfeeders or San Francisco breastfeeders or whatever. Um, But, uh, if you live in like a rural area where there's not a lot of people, it might be just trying to find some internet friends. Yeah. I had that a b- big um, group of internet friends in the beginning too. And it seems like, it seems silly, but like if that's what you can get, then try to get it. Cause it's, I think other people just like, that's the biggest thing is other people being in the same boat as you. And then if yeah. there are some things that are really intense, like if you ha- are struggling with postpartum anxiety and depression and things like that, then then obviously addressing that. 
That's really important. It's a really important piece of it. Because I know I did not get help the help that I needed for that back then. No, and it might not be from your doctor. You might actually have to do some legwork because they might ask you how you're feeling and you might say that you're not feeling great, but they might not do anything about it. Right. Which is a bummer, but reality. But it happens. Yep. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.